Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful Podcast. But it's Thursday. So you know what that means. It's actually the Matt Riddle Brocast. Look at this guy. Say something, Matt, so that people can see I don't you. even know what to say, people. I'm the current WWN Super Champion and the Progress Atlas Champion. I'm just some the man. Listen, I'm going to issue you. WrestleMania gonna, weekend was good to me. We're going to talk all about that. I'm going to issue you a formal apology to your face. You should. I said you were going to listen to Trent Seven. You got hot last week about it. You got mad. Dude. Do you want to know why that happened? You don't want to know why I was so convinced you were going to lose. Why is that? Somebody that I trust very well that has some sources says, your boy is going to lose to a WWE talent during WrestleMania week. Didn't say who. I would later find out who that WWE talent is. Uh, It was not Trent Seven. Oh no! You gotta be fucking kidding me! No! That's what happens. I have it all now, bro. I have it all. I just want to say, I don't even have one of these shirts. Dude. You're behind the times. But that's. that's, Oh my god, did Jimmy send you one of those? That's not new for you, bro. You're always behind the times. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought you were going to lose to Trent Seven. (laughs) I thought you were going to lose to a WWE talent. I didn't know that WWE talent was going to be Drew fucking Galloway. Did that surprise you? Yeah, because I don't think think your boy knew. I'm pretty sure he thought Trent was going to beat me. I think he might have thought that too and just happened to luck out. I really think that. He lucked out because Galloway didn't even know until Sunday when they pulled him from the match. Because he was supposed to be in the WWN title match as well. Yeah, I think the person that I spoke to lucked out 
in, in that regard. Now let's let's walk through all this stuff. You did. You we'll get to all of it. You face Drew Galloway, you drop a match to him, you get pile driven through a table, Matt. Correct. People were worried about you. Legitimately worried about you. How did that feel? That 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 pile driver spot. I mean, it's a pile driver to a concrete floor through a table. It's normal. That's, yeah, that's how it felt. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty durable, so uh, I was fine, you know. But yeah, you know, it's a rough bump for anybody. So I thought for sure that was going to set up you beating Galloway, pinning him in the middle for the WWN Championship. Saturday. I thought that's where that was going. I mean, so that's where, it was, that's where it was going, wasn't it? That's where it was going. It's probably going to oh. be me and Galloway, the final, the final two in the ring, and then I go over, was probably what was going to oh. happen. But then the WWE had to snatch him out of my grasp. So let, let's talk about that because that, that will play into a later match because we got plenty of matches to talk about. I'm going to spend an uh, extraordinary amount of time on one, though. Drew is at NXT during the WWN Super Show. At how far ahead do you all find out that this is happening? Probably hours before the event. So do you have to rework anything? Had you all already planned stuff? Like, what's what's going on here? I'll, I'll be honest. Like, me, I personally like the way, even though get, we, me and Galway had a thing going. I mean, me and Galway had a thing going before, and then he got hurt in Europe. And then he couldn't wrestle for a while. And then by the time he could wrestle, he was too busy to do our thing. And now he could do our thing, but now he's signed with the WWE. So now we can't even continue the feud, so... I don't know. This happened before, so I personally liked the way sure. it kind of, and I kind of liked the way it played out because I knew this was probably going to happen or something else was going to happen like this. So, and me and Tracy were the last two men in the ring, and last year at WrestleMania, he beat me. It was the last time we wrestled. So for me to beat him, and he's the lead guy at catch point, and I think I think it was good, and to win the WWN title. I think it was all all fantastic. So, of course, we'll talk about that match at length. So, later that night is Joey Janela's spring break. And, man, was that a show. I was up till 3 a.m. watching it and 2.30 in the morning. I don't know. But, part like, through the show, like, we're talking, like, maybe two hours in. They haven't mentioned your match at all, so people are worried. People are like, oh, shit, did he get hurt? Did he get hurt on the pile driver? No, you all went in the main event, and it's probably a really good thing you all did because you and Dan Severn, 58 years old, tore the damn house down, Matt. That was a fucking awesome match. It was. It was. I won. It was. It's probably one of my favorite matches of the weekend. It's probably one of my favorite matches of the year so far. I love oh. that match. It, it that's, the type, that's the type of match, if you went in on wrestling mats with just a cage wall, you could have that match. Oh, yeah. And it would be just as good. And I loved it. It was, he, yeah, before the match, everyone was like, oh, what spots do you want to do? And I was like, I don't think we should do <laughs> any spots. 
I was like, I think we should just go out there and uh, do more of like a pancreas like fight kind of thing. And he's like, you think? And I was like, yeah, everybody else is going to wrestle, so we should kind of just fight. And uh, we went out there. He did his little promo. And, uh, yeah. I love that he brought out the titles, too. That was badass. Of course. course. The whole MMA presentation to the thing was super cool. It was was a good time. I'll be honest. The whole weekend was a good time. But the Dan Severn match was definitely something special, for sure. I think one of my favorite spots is when he realized you were really starting to lay it in. And he's like, all right, young motherfucker. And he starts windmilling you with chops. <laughs> that was gold. That was gold. No, it was great. Do you expect him? Expect a 58-year-old Dan Severn to take to German suplexes that well? Well, he only took the one. And well, he, suplex, rather. He, he, did not, he did not jump for me. Yeah. <laughs> that was a shoot that was a shoot German bridge suplex. It was. But yeah, it was. It, it, but the thing is that that was I think that was what we wanted out of it. So it was it was really good. And the thing is I know Dan, Dan's super tough and he's in super great shape, so I knew he was game all day. Do you think he would have won if he had Al Snow in his corner like he did back in that UFC fight back in the day? Al Snow probably would have helped him out a little bit, so probably. I think I'm more surprised that Dan Severn came up to you and said, hello, young man, what kind of spots are we doing? Well, he didn't come up to me and say, you know, we were wrestling each other, so we were in the back talking. For sure. And it was, you know, and it was like, oh, what do you like to do? And I was like, well, I got, you know, I was like, I got spots, and I bet, you know, I know you got your belly-to-belly spots, so... I fear we'll get some of this in. I want to do the German uh, German suplex backflip spot, but uh, he did not throw me or help me at all, and I just landed on the back of my head, so I just <laughs> fired up. But, uh, yeah. So that was supposed to be the backflip spot? When, when he German suplexed me and then I came in and he German suplexed me again, I was going to flip out of it, but he just German suplexed me again. And I was just like, son of a bitch. Like, ah. And it all and, worked. It was, oh, yeah. it was awesome, oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. No sell two Germans into a flying knee into a bridging German. It works. It works every time. I get, I get the feeling almost anybody who's taken like a catch wrestling class has probably done something to that degree where you kind of work with each other. You try stuff out. And that was, that was just beautiful. It was incredible. And uh, the thing I liked about Dan is at 58 years old, he knew to not do this. I mean, a couple of times he did some of the same moves, but his throws were a little bit different each time like that he would do. He would vary it up just a little bit. What are you drinking? A squirt. <laughs> what? Is that a lemon-lime drink? Yep. You never had squirt? I, I think I did, like, in 1993. Yeah, it's hard to come by in these parts. But uh, I got some. It's good stuff. Did you have to special order it? No. Let's talk a little bit more about Joey Janela's spring break. Peak. That was that was a good time. It was, it was a good time. It was uh, after Evolve. It was the first night. It was Thursday night. 
And uh, probably the best drawing midnight show of the whole WrestleMania yeah. weekend. Definitely got the most engagement, most uh, response out of the shows that we covered that late. Uh, also, there was a match called a clusterfuck that went like 45 or 50 minutes. The longest oh. match of WrestleMania weekend was a match called a clusterfuck. Joey Janela knows how to put it together, man. Uh, that was a fun, fun show. I'll say the clusterfuck could have been... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been 20 minutes and it would have done the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and at that time of night, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, everybody's going to squeeze their shit in. Like, yeah. This, this is... Uh. Even Glacier. Dink the Clown just walked away. He just left the that show. Wasn't, that couldn't have been the real Dink the Clown. That was just some other dwarf. You don't think it was a legit one? You know how all those indie shows were. Didn't you see? It was Evil Dink. Oh, that son of a bitch. That's why he left. He didn't want to put anybody over. Hmm. Hmm. Of course, the next day you defended the Progress Atlas Championship, and you did defeat Trent Seven. Where's that title belt, Matt? And still... Progress Atlas champion, the king of bros, Matthew Riddle. You're welcome. You're welcome. You all can get your king of bros merch at kingofbros.com, of course. Sure can. How was that match? The match with Trent? Yeah. Who's good? Because you worked... I don't know how much longer or how much later you worked, but you had to wrestle Fred Yehi, and you and Fred Yehi went like 17, 18 minutes. Yep. That's easy. That's easy. No big deal. It's eh. no big deal. I noticed your matches on on Thursday were a little bit shorter. Was that by design? Like you and Galloway barely, you all went like about seven minutes. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's what was called for, so... They want to yeah, that, I think that's one of the reasons why people were worried because, you know, Matt Riddle's usually going a long-ass time. And not that there's anything wrong with a shorter match. I think you and Galloway had a great match in seven minutes. I think that you and Dan Severn, I mean, I think, I think we Dan wanted, Severn, the nine. I think we just wanted to put over the neck injury. Yeah. And then, of course, I ruined it by selling merch later that day and then the crowd chanting some stuff. And what they I chant? Well, the catch point guys were in the ring cutting a promo with Larry Dallas. And they're like, we don't know where Matt is. Matt's in the back getting medical oh, no. attention. And I was like selling merch ringside. Not ringside, but you know, like in the crowd. And people yeah. in the crowd were like, he's right here. He's right here. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Did you get in trouble for that? Yeah. Well, I, I guess I, I didn't get that part of the email. So, like, technically I couldn't be completely held responsible, but I still got to talk to. So who's the person that talks to you? Is it Gabe? Yeah, I talk to Gabe. <laughs> I mean, now, in, now, in my defense, I was wearing a neck pillow. So, like... I, I was selling the neck. I was just in the crowd. On a scale so, from one to Joey Styles' political joke, how mad was 
Gabe? Oh, one, maybe a point five. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. You all seem to have a smooth relationship anyway. I I have a pretty smooth relationship with everybody I work with, you know, like even the wrestlers I work with, I don't fight them on too many things, you know? Interesting. What was it like? Did you have a conversation with Dan after the match, Dan Severn, after that particular match? That, That whole match just fascinates me. It has fascinated me since it was booked, and it went as well as it possibly could, I think. No, nah, man, it was a shoot. At the end, I threw that twister on. He was supposed to get out and drag and sleep for me again. And I was like, fuck you, Dan. This is my time. This is the time of the bro. Yeah. Did you take a super fight championship, too, and be like, I'm going to put this on my couch from to, to wear with my ya boy shirt? That's basically it. No, uh, yeah, I talked to Dan after the match. It was a good time. He enjoyed it quite thoroughly. He he was like, that's different than how he's worked in the past. And I was like, yeah, you know, well, I, this is like how I've been working. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that fight style of pro wrestling just works way better. Like, if you got a guy that can fight back and shoot some takedowns and throw some gut wrenches and suplexes, you know, you got it. Even if it's like other suplexes and pile drivers or DDTs or whatever it is, anything works. You know, it's just it's that just that aspect of fighting back and forth. You know, and not selling too crazy, but selling when you have to. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Like I always have people like I would have Vince Russo. He'd be like, "Oh, they don't sell enough," and I'm like. If you're asking for it to be realistic, why would you want them to sell more? Because why the hell would you sell if it was real? It's kind of confusing. When was the last time you just got punched and you just laid on the ground for like 10, 20 seconds while the guy sat at the table? Yeah. And and posed to the crowd. Uh, Why do you think that Dan Severn doesn't work like that more? That seems like something that he could do pretty damn naturally. It seems like something he did do pretty naturally. Well, I don't think it, like, even to me, like, when I first started wrestling and we work with certain people, they, uh, you know, they just assume, like, even Dan, when I worked with him, he assumed we were going to do something completely different, even though we were two MMA fighters. Yeah. And I was like, well, why wouldn't we just have, like, a pancrease kind of fight? I'm like, you got a clusterfuck where they're doing, like, yeah. 30 different matches. You got Joey Janela wrestling Marty Jannetty, you know. It was like, that was fun. Yeah, like every every match on the card had like their its own like thing. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, the one thing that we have that we can do better than everybody else is fight. Yeah, and like we can do that better than everybody else here. So I was like, why don't we just fight each other? I'm like, I won't hit you in the face. Or head, and if I do, it'll be very soft. It will be like a tap. And I'm like, but all the shit to the back and chest and stomach, I'm like, I'm going to lay it in. And he was like, okay. So did you, was it something that you had to talk him into, or was he just like, yeah, that sounds great? He's like, all right. He did not fight anything. <laughs> he just, he agreed. And, but I don't think he really understood what I meant. Until I talked to him like three more times about it. Because like I told him that. And he's like, okay. And then we talked again. And he's like, all right. 
And then he's like, and then he came up and he's like, so you want to just like shoot around, like, like I shoot a take, then you sprawl, I peek out, like, like chain wrestle, but shoot styles. Like, yeah, like, and I'll throw some missions in there and we'll just mix it up and you defend and I'll defend and get ropes if we have to get ropes or whatever. And he's like, okay. And like, and then after like the third time we talked about it, it was fine, you know? And then we had, I loved it. Yeah. I loved him throwing in his dragon sleeper, which he called the, the beast choker back in the day. Yeah, one of my favorite matches of WrestleMania weekend. Uh, he was on that AIW show you were on, right? He was. He wrestled Eddie Kingston. So that was – was that the first time you had met him or had you met him before? That was the first time I met him in a pro wrestling setting. I'm, I'm not sure if I met him at a UFC event. I've met a lot of UFC fighters over the, you know – years we'll talk a little ufc later on uh your boy fred yehi beat you he did he beat you he worked my neck which really wasn't fair you didn't have your neck pillow on during that the neck pillow is not going to take care of everything bro well i mean better safe than sorry matt i couldn't wear it during the match either well, I probably could. Is, is that a rule? Like, did Gabe say, listen, no neck pillow during this match? It's, it's the rule, bro. You don't wear a bro, bunch Bob of... Orton wore a cast for years. You don't, you don't wear safety protection items. You just don't. No knee pads, no elbow pads. I don't even wear a mouth guard anymore. I'm crazy. That can be crazy with your style. You're going to lose some teeth. Now, if you lose some teeth, let me ask you this. You're going to get them fixed or you're going to leave them out? Brock Lesnar left his chipped. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's uh, – well, you know what? I don't want to start too much shit. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get my tooth fixed if any of them get chipped or okay. not. That. I was going to say, you have a nice set of teeth. Brock Lesnar, nobody ever nobody ever said, hey, my guy's got a good set of teeth on hey, him. Make sure that guy keeps all of his teeth. Yeah. He's a good-looking boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's ever said that. No. Obviously, Saturday night, you win the WWN championship in a six-way match. It's got Fred Yehi, John Davis, uh, Timothy Thatcher, among others. Comes down to you and Tracy Williams. Look, at that's a beautiful title. Bro. And I was just thinking about this. This is like, really, it is like a new age NWA championship. It's a title held by a governing promotion that is defended among several other promotions. Yeah, well, it's also, the thing is, it's got Flow Slam on there, too, which means, like, whenever I go to Europe and, like, wrestle for IPW UK or anything like that, it can be on Flow Slam and I can defend the WWN title, you know? So, it's opened up a lot of doors and avenues, you know? So how many championships have you won now? Those two, I think I feel like you won the Monster Factory uh, championship once. Uh, WXW, D- ambition title. Uh... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've won the Keystone Pro Wrestling tag titles, but they're no longer in existence. Do you get to keep that or you have to send it back? Never got it. Uh, it's one of those they keep there. Hey, it, wasn't like a, it wasn't a super great, you know. Well, I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. There are some indies that can afford extravagant championships and some that aren't. Yeah, it was more like uh, normal, like all the belts were the same, you know? Yeah. Gold Eagle world title. <laughs> well, I I mentioned you had kind of an abbreviated match against Galloway. This was not abbreviated. This was 28 minutes long. You all were out there for a while, beating what, the crap out of each other. What, uh, how did you feel? I? Well, no, no, no. You and Yehi went 17 minutes, which was a lot, too. But you had been through four matches, including one where you went through a table, one where you and Dan Severn beat the shit out of each other. You had to defend your title against uh, Trent Seven. Then you went like 17, 18 minutes with Fred Yehi. Then you're going into this like half-hour-long match. How did you feel physically? I felt fine. But for the story, my neck was killing me. (laughs) You got to wear it to the ring at least, man. Have it be a part of the ring gear, like how wrestlers will take off their robe. You unbutton the neck pillow. I'll be, I'll be honest. After all those DDTs and pile drivers and all that, and everybody like working a hold on my neck and striking for me, my neck, my neck's a little tight. Yeah, well, for sure. To be expected. To be expected. Now this, I feel like, sets up a wonderful story. You and your boy Tracy Williams, the last two. And we'd seen Catchpoint kind of implode from a storyline perspective. Mm-hmm, where, do you, where do you see the future of Catchpoint going? I I see it as being fine in my eyes. I don't know. But you it should be fine in your eyes. You're the fucking champion. Do they yeah. have a problem with it? Well, they can challenge me, and I said I'd wrestle all of them and beat all of them for my belt. Does Matt Riddle, the Evolve wrestler, have a problem with your boys not being out there to help you? I don't. After the Galloway situation? I don't. Well, no, because uh, Jocka and Dickinson were out there to help me. Yeah, but. And Yehi has my respect, you know, after our match. It was just Tra- Tracy kind of turned heel. Tracy Williams really wanted that belt. He did. He did. Your week was, your week was finished uh, by wrestling Donovan Dijak. Now this is a different kind of guy that you than you've been wrestling. Well, sort of, um, a, sort of similar to Drew Galloway, maybe. A really big dude can do a lot of athletic stuff. Uh, what was that type of type of challenge, type of matchup like? You beat him, by the way. 
It, it was fantastic. You know, I've wrestled Dijak before at WXW in Germany. I've wrestled him once before and uh, beyond, but that was like six months ago. But uh, like you said, he's really big, really athletic, and we did a bunch of crazy stuff. We did like a double Canadian destroyer. Uh, uh, we we did a bunch of ba- like backflips, flying knees. I I figured it was the last match of the weekend. We might as well do everything, you know. So you fly? Did you fly out Sunday or Monday? I flew out Monday, and you got back home. How do you feel today? You said your neck is a little tight. Six matches over three days. I mean, I feel good. I just got back from the gym. Nice. I didn't work out yesterday. Did you watch WrestleMania? I did. What'd you think? It was a long fucking show, I'll tell you that much. It was long. Uh... Your boy Goldberg lost. Yeah, I saw that. That was kind of cool. But I thought that was a pretty good match for what they did. Yeah, little four, little four. I mean, what else are you gonna get out of Goldberg at this stage? Yeah. No, that, well, that's the thing. It's like it's either gonna be like an ass whooping for Goldberg or an ass whooping for you know whatever. So, yep, yeah, it was it was okay. It was WrestleMania. What do you expect? I mean, there were some good matches. There were some not-so-good matches. Shane McMahon and AJ Styles had a crazy-ass match. I, I really enjoyed that. I do, I do remember the Goldberg match being like, oh, this is so predictable. It was, it was like spear, spear, patter out to the guardrail, spear yeah. to the guardrail. It was like, oh. And I, was like, this I did a podcast where I literally called the entire match three days yeah. before it happened. I was like, this is going to happen. He's going to – you got to go straight into finishers. You can't have them lock up and do all this stuff. I thought they would go through a table, but, of course, the barricade made a lot of sense. You could spear them right through it. But, yeah, it was not hard to predict. I thought they would try to get maybe a few, a little bit more time out of it. But, I mean, I guess ultimately there's nothing wrong with that. But another one of your boys, a guy you have uh, spoken positively about on the podcast before, The Undertaker. Looks like he's done. Yeah, he's done. He he's done digging holes and taking souls. <laughs> Were you? Did you shed a tear? I actually, I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't see that match. What? I was. I was driving to the after party. I was hosting. Tisk tisk, man. I like. Wa- I watched the Lesnar match. Called every spot and then like left. So the Undertaker, I mean, it was just a few months ago on this podcast we had that little moment where the digging hole. I'm back. I'm digging holes and taking souls. As it turns out, he's not fucking back. He's gone, probably forever. Well, yeah, he left his gear in the ring. He comes back now. That's some bullshlaka. Some bullshlaka. Yeah, that's that's not acceptable. You can't just like keep. You can't like the thing is the Undertaker with his gimmick he always dies and comes yeah. back so he's like retired like thirty times over his career sure. he like, died and came back and now he left his gear in the ring shoot retired style so I'm like he he's probably done he has to be done yeah. 
I'm not I'm saying he won't that. like make a guest appearance and be like, you know, you know. But I, I don't even think that this is the Undertaker. You know, I wouldn't doubt that. Like maybe in a year or two, maybe even next year, they won't advertise it, but somebody like the Miz will come out and say, I challenge anybody. And then the undertaker's out there. He chokes slams, he tombstones, he pins them in about 10 seconds. And that shouldn't happen. Uh, you gotta realize undertaker's pretty old and he's been working sure. hard for a minute. So are you bummed that you'll never get to wrestle him? No. Doesn't affect you. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're heartless. You're emotionless. You don't care. I, I just, you know, there's a lot of talent out there. I shouldn't be heartbroken over one missed opportunity. That's true. Yeah. What other memories do you have of this WrestleMania weekend? You were everywhere. You were all over Orlando. Let's see. Everything, everything was really good, you know. Uh, all the matches I had were pretty good. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of first times. First time wrestling Dan Severn, first time wrestling Trent. First time, you know, it, it was good. It was good. Did another seminar while I was down there for Evolve. How'd that go? That was good. Regal, you know, Regal was there. Canyon Seaman was there, so that was good, you know. Oh, do you have any conversations with them? Always, always, you know, shooting the breeze. Did you do the Super Troopers repeater game to them? No. How'd those conversations go? They're good. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? Good. (laughs) Uh, You know, same old, same old, talking about wrestling, stuff like that. Nothing crazy. No No job opportunities for bro. They just showed up for Drew Galloway. I'll ask you this. This is a question I got last week. Do you think if you had signed with NXT, if you would be, do you think you'd be making more money there or what you're doing now? Because you are an in-demand name on the independent circuit. You're yeah. not hurting for bookings. I'm not hurting for bookings. In fact, I'm not even. I have one booking this weekend, and I didn't even honestly want to take it, but it was against Loki in Chicago. So I was like. Mm-hmm gotta take that uh yeah yeah so uh but uh i don't know i'm pretty sure i'm making really good money now if i think if i would have like i think if i would have went from my tryout to nxt yeah i wouldn't be making as much money oh yeah if you were to get signed tomorrow per se i would imagine your offer is going to be significantly higher than what it would have been then I would hope so. I mean, I would hope so on their behalf, too, because otherwise that'd be pretty stupid business. Oh, we got UFC 210 this weekend, too, Matt. Do you have any idea what's on this show? I think I saw a picture of Rumble Johnson. I did. We got three guys out there. We're sending in content constantly. Uh, Daniel Cormier, Rumble Johnson, too. I'm pretty fucking excited for this fight, Matt. How do you think it goes? Hey, the broadcast. We just run with neck pillows and f bombs. Fuck. Who do you think's winning the fight? Uh, you know who won the first one? Uh, Cormier did. But here's the situation. This was two years ago. 
Johnson was supposed to fight John Jones. Cormier stepped in on a little bit of a late notice. Since then, uh, Cormier has won a split decision over Gustafson, who got his title shot coming off of a loss, and he beat Anderson Silva by unanimous decision. And Anderson Silva took that fight on like two days' notice, six weeks off of surgery. So he's not really fought. He's not had a dominant victory since then. Anthony Johnson has went out and killed three guys since then. Yeah. Also, Daniel Cormier, knee surgery. Uh, now, Daniel, Cor- or Daniel Cormier does a lot of his wrestling from the clinch, so maybe well, the knee I'll, surgery won't bother I'll, tell you, much, I'll tell you this. You know, no guarantees. But MMA works on, like, uh, like highs and lows. And I think right now Rumble Johnson's on a really good high. Like, he's on a hot run, and it's hard to stop that. And I think he'll probably be Daniel Cormier. Hopefully by finish, but if not, he'll win the decision. I think he's just got a little more fight in him right now. Yeah, I got to go with with Rumble Johnson too. It's crazy to think he made one seventy. Crazy to think you made one seventy too, but he's it's even bigger. Crazy. It's not that crazy. It's pretty crazy, Matt. When a company when a company makes you starve yourself. To you, it's not crazy. To normal human beings, if I say we were at. Uh, Say we were at WrestleMania weekend, and I pulled some some person in Orlando to the side, and I said, this guy used to fight at 170. They would laugh at me because they wouldn't know. They don't know what goes into that. People people don't even know what weights mean, most people. (laughs) What what does that mean? What do you mean they don't know what weights mean? 170, 200, oh, okay. It's like, you know, they don't know. Oh, man. Also, I on the show... I tell a lot of people I weigh 210 right now, and they're like, no way. And I'm like, yeah, way. A 210, 215, bro. Pure chiseled also, muscle. Also on this show, Gegard Musashi against Chris Weidman. That's oh. a hell of a fun fight. That's a fun fight. We'll see. We'll see. Who do you think wins it? Well, Musashi, I feel like, is always relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's been relevant for like the last like decade. At all kinds of different weights. The dude beat Mark Hunt one time. Yeah. So he he's a talent for sure. Chris Wyman's extremely talented. He's the man that dethroned Anderson Silva, you know. Yeah. And, you know, he's had some really good fights. But like I said, everything works with highs and lows, you know, peaks and valleys. And I think Wyman's kind of like, kind of going straight now. I don't, I, I can't honestly don't know which way he's going right now. He's lost two in a row. Yeah, I think he had he's that, going down. He had that gross loss to Romero. It was scary to see because he he actually got kneed three times in one motion. Romero caught him with a knee coming up. And then uh, Weidman's face bounced off his own knee. And then on the way down from the flying knee, Romero's knee caught him in the back of the head again. It was fucking gross, man. Yeah. Terrifying. Have you had any concussions since you started wrestling? Not that I know of. Maybe you forgot them because you had them. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I, I, I've I've been hit, but not that hard. Of course, when you do MMA, you get hit a lot more and a lot harder, a lot more often. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
I'm pretty, and I'm also pretty good at like not eating punches, but like taking them and rolling with the punches, you know. And I think that's a big thing with pro wrestling, like that. Like a lot of people have to be taught that I knew just from fighting. And when you know where a punch is coming from, you can kind of just turn with it, you know. So it's like it's always since I've been pro wrestling, I've only been hit a couple times where I was like, ooh. You know, but I've never, I don't even think I've ever been rocked in pro wrestling. I've only just been hit a little bit. Who, who was at the hands of who, who did that? Well, who hit me? Jeff Cobb yeah. did a palm strike once to me. He did like a running palm strike and just palmed my jaw. And I was like, oh, and he, he is, as they would say in high school, stout. He is. He's a he stout is. boy. Uh, I don't know. Like so, some people just hit harder. Like some people, like will slap you in the chin or neck. Like they mean for you to hit you in the neck, but they'll hit you right in the jawline, and you're like, mm, you know. But it happens. Tomasa Chomp has slapped me in my ear a bunch of times. We've only wrestled Ooh. like twice. But every time we wrestled, he slapped me in my ear. Anything else, anything that maybe people don't know about a WrestleMania weekend, what goes into it, anything like that? Is it, or is it just pretty much just getting from one booking to another? One booking to another, really, you know, trying to entertain people. The thing is, there's so many fans and uh, there's so many people there, and there's so much wrestling. There's WrestleCon, there's Ring of Honor, there's WWE Access, there's WWE NXT, you know, plus there's like, like, like we did like WWN shows, you know, then there's, you know, like I said, WrestleCon and then there's, there's, there's just so much going on and there's shows from 12 o'clock to like every four hours, there's a show. So 12, four, eight and 12, there's shows all day, every day, Friday, Thursday to Dude, to be honest, there were shows on Sunday. Yeah, there were sh- there was a show after WrestleMania. Wrestle Circus, correct? Yeah, That's I couldn't nuts. do it. I couldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Can't do it. Why's that? Because I just that's just too much. I can't blame you. I can't blame you. I know some guys that did like ten shows over the weekend, like Elgin, and I'm like. Nope. Nope. I got offered to do more shows too, and I said, nope. No, thank you. I was already doing seven. I'm good. So you did seven. Which one did I miss? Well, I kept the seminar as a show because I, oh, wrestled, okay. 40, I wrestled 42 people. Yeah, that that is a bit of a task. I've heard – I've had a couple people email me. Like, they'll send stuff. They'll be like, oh, listen to the show – here was my experience with that. Matt tapped me out in about 12 seconds. Yeah. Usually I'm nice about it. Yeah. Has anybody ever pissed you off going a little too hard? No. You would have to go think- like extremely hard. And if you did, I would, you would know. Like everybody Well, the thing is, know. I would imagine that somebody who isn't on that level would have to go really hard for you to even take note and be like, well, that's hard. Well, well no, I, I can tell when somebody's going hard because people can, if you're athletic enough and you're aggressive, I can tell, you know, mm-hmm. is it, you know, 
if you're in control of what you're doing, then I'm fine with it. You know, sometimes, sometimes when people do get a little spastic, I usually handle them quickly. You know. Now, my last question of the day is: Last night, when I sent you a text message to confirm the time, I yeah. got a response at five thirty-seven in the morning. Yeah. What the fuck were you doing up at five thirty-seven in the morning, Matt? That's. I think I woke up. And then I see on Instagram that you said that you went bed early to bed early just so you could play video games. What are you playing? I was playing video games. I got a uh, Dark Souls. You got the new DLC. Don't know about it. Don't know anything yeah. about it. It's a. It's a. It's like Skyrim or. Uh, oh, okay. It's like that, yeah. You know, you're fighting like beasts and monsters and mythological creatures of sorts. Was it worth making an early night of it? Sure was. Don't get to hang out with the kids too much. Kids had school today. It is downpouring out. It's ridiculous. It is here too. We had tornadoes out here yesterday. Oh, man. Shit's wilding. I got sick. I'm pretty sure I have Ebola. Is that still a thing, Ebola? It, I mean, that is a thing. I think I might have Ebola or maybe just a fever. Matt, mind. anything to tell these people before you go? You're not verified anymore. There's only one verified person on this podcast, and that's me. Yeah, well, I should be verified. I will be verified. I got to just fill out the paperwork. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. bullshit, though. Super King of Bros on Twitter. Go to kingofbros.com and get that merch. Also, you see that shirt Matt's wearing? Head over to prowrestlingtees.com slash Fightful. Also, you can go over to prowrestlingtees.com slash Sean Ross Sapp. Get uh, catch wrestling, crack and fight team gear, all that good stuff. Anything to tell the people before we GTFO? I see you modeling your damn championship. Just, just, you know, respect your champion. I'm Matt Riddle, the king of bros. Just respect me. That's it. I'm the man. This has gone way too far. This has gone way too far. Guys, until next time, we're out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.